Hello, welcome to ListCast, where the best things in the world come to be judged. On this episode, the best television episodes of all time, part three, with Jeff May and Kevin Anderson. Jesus Christ. Welcome to ListCast, hey, everybody. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the ListCast show. How's it going? Apparently, we're doing this voice. All right. This Wolfman. <laughs> Wolfman Jack and the ListCast. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, that was fun, getting all that set up. Our camera just died yeah. half an hour before we started, so we're going, we're going from the iPhone. Mm. We're going like our ancestors did. Yeah, we're recording just like our ancestors. It looks so good, though. It does. Like, it looks great. What if yeah, it doesn't if, look too what bad, if everybody's like, This is the best quality episode you've ever put out. <laughs> That'd be good, because then I can just sell that piece of shit there camera once I fix it. Boom. Uh, Which Co- I'll, I'll Co- probably do. Cody Williams says, I have listened to Unpops for over a year. R.I.P. Brett. It is so strange to actually see you guys. I know, right? Aren't we pretty? This is Brett. Yeah, this is actually... <laughs> they call me Brett 2.0. Brevin Anderson. Brevin, Brett Van Anderson. So, uh, like I said, welcome to ListCast. Let's yes. uh, go around and... Describe the get describe the guest <laughs> to, to well, the listener. A, Jeff is uh, about six guy. four. Wears Boston hat. Got a tank top on. What? Let's introduce. Wait, the, do me. Do me. Introduce. The, <laughs> Kevin's also six four. <laughs> got a Boston hat on. Yep, yep. It's like about a third of my weight. <laughs> I'm like a bundle of Kevin Anderson. I'm, I'm like the combined weight of your biceps. I think. <laughs> I'm like a, like literally just a bu- I'm a faggot of Kevin Anderson's. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now it's the best episode ever. <laughs> oh, Kevin Anderson's here. Hello. Jeff May's here. Hey, I'm here. We're doing part three. This is three of. Four. March Madness. March Madness. We're mm. doing best TV episodes of all time. The Thanks. only way lazy nerds can have a March Madness. That's right. <laughs> About sloth. Yes. And uh, we'll go over the rules quick. Everyone has been on the show before, but just for people watching or listening for the first time, we're each going to go around the room with our five picks. We have, we'll, we'll go one at a time. We each have five picks for best TV episode ever. And after that, we uh, go around and kick two each off the list, and then the audience votes on voting. on the top five. How are we going to... We don't have a fourth in the room. How are we going to decide on the save this time? I think last um, time we should, gave it to the fans. Yeah, should we, we let the fans... Because that happened when we did sequels. They get to vote twice? This is yeah. really against we let your them, view on the Monday show. We let your them throw in a, a specific... <laughs> they got to throw in an extra category or an extra answer last time because we didn't have the... Uh, you should pick one fan out of nowhere. Just pick one random fan. Yeah, I should. Have them guess first the person, number first, one First 100. fan to write me is the one that gets to do the fan. <laughs> but we have a delay. The gets to do the save. Yeah, I know. That's why. It'll be Perfect. like fun to see it show up. Want to do that? That'll be fun. Yeah. Okay. We'll do it. Jennifer... Oh. All right, so it looks like Jennifer Fendelina Haifa. Close enough. Uh, Jen, you are the one, so you get to do the save. So She does. All right, what if she stops watching? <laughs> then this is going to be... Well, uh, then, then it, goes to, fucked, huh? it goes to Paul May. How about that? Boom. Just a Paul, nice... We should let... Well, well, now we can. No, we can't. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> fuck I, you, Paul May. Well, I feel like there might be a bias there, because he'll definitely not save anything that I did. Yeah, he's, he's going to pick something of mine, because Paul's cool. So I can just go You're then, right? I can just leave. <laughs> we, oh, tried, yeah. we tried to get we tried to get Paul on. And Kevin he... Anderson's here, everybody. 
Kevin Anderson, how long you been in that chair? Oh, man, uh, it's, been, it's going on about 50 minutes now, Adam. I was, I was looking over there, man. Uh, the clear skies. What, what, what do we got? What do we got? Uh, umbrellas or snowshoes? Wait, That's right. I like the stink of that chair. <laughs> Nasty. I like to keep my stink on this chair. <laughs> been sitting in this chair for 35 years. Oh, well, Wolf, Mad Jack, take a bath, you old goat. You guys. <laughs> Kevin Kel, get out of here. <laughs> uh, Paul May has a comment. He says Jeff usually adds garbage, so no worries. Ooh. Perfect. It's a, it's a May rivalry. He's a, he th- pushed me down the cellar stairs once for no reason. I'm sure there was a reason. To harm me. You took his well, gas station. Well, that's you still a reason. The gas station, right? <laughs> that is, we are a brutal people. <laughs> that is still a reason. All right, so should we get started? Yeah, I think so. Let's power through these. What's your first pick, Jeff? Oh, uh, that is uh, all right. I'll start. I'll start with a. I'll start with a dark horse. I'll actually start with the one that I most recently watched uh, on. I illegally watched it on on the internet. Uh, it's an episode of Are You Afraid of the Dark? What? 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 Who wants Canadian teen horror shows on Nickelodeon Saturday nights at nine thirty? <laughs> right here. Uh, we all do. Did you watch Are You Afraid of the Dark? Oh yeah, and I'm of the age where I watched it when it was on, and I was tiny, and it oh. was terrifying to me. So the episode I'm picking is actually not necessarily terrifying. Yeah. It's not it's not one of the scary episodes, which there were some. But this is a, a show that stuck with me for years. Mm-hmm. And it's called um, The Tale of the Dream Girl. Hmm. And what it is is The Sixth Sense four and a half years before The Sixth Sense came out. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, I have heard that they and, stole it. And he just, M. Night Shyamalan watched it and was like, oh, this is really good. And he's like, I'm going to do this. <laughs> yes, I'm just going to do it. <laughs> I'm going to do this, but I'm going to make it four times as long minimum. Uh, and and what it's it's really heartbreaking. They, If you watch it now, you can see the hints because we all watch The Fucking Sixth Sense and, and everybody's like, oh, I'm looking for the little twist. Yeah. But what happens here is like it's this very sort of like it's the twist of the twist at the end where at least you're like you're supposed to be like, oh, you've been haunted by a ghost. And then Mm -hmm. at the end, it's like, and you were dead the whole time. And that's and then you go back and like, oh, shit. Yeah. Here's all the moments that they had that Uh, no Donnie Wahlberg shooting anybody, which is a bummer. Disappointing for sure. Um, But the thing about that episode, though, is is it stuck with me even as like I must have been. 13 max mm. and like i got emotional watching it yeah like the it's well it's well acted for canadian horror melodrama it's it's <laughs> like it shouldn't be as good as it is and I, I i acknowledge that but it's perfectly written yeah it's it's a yes it's a snapshot of 1994 like it is a very uh it is a very 1994 thing like you know the guy's got his, his hair is all 90s and you know his clothes but it, it's so perfectly written and so compact that it's 23 minutes roughly yeah. of like just all hard good story like it's yeah. all good story all well acted it's like the 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 secrets are are like well hidden but they're also right in front of your face so i i watched it i it stuck with me forever when i saw the sixth sense the first thing i did was be like that was just an episode of are you afraid of the dark <laughs> um I had an episode of that show that also stuck with me forever because I watched it at a very young age. And I, I was going to ask you if you think that episode is too dark for the age that it was intended for when it came out because Most I was were. scarred. Yeah, because there was all I remember about the episode that I that is still in my brain from all those years ago is just it ends with a kid getting buried alive. <laughs> yeah, those <laughs> and were scream, right. and just screaming, and it's just like and credits. There's a lot of children ending up in hell, <laughs> yeah. but like it's not yeah. hell the fire, but it's like this kid lives in a pinball machine now yeah. for the rest of his life. Yeah, yeah, and it's like this is fucked up. 
Yeah. And like Nickelodeon, like it hit better than I think like like the Erie Indianas and the and the Goosebumps and the stuff that was designed for kids that were maybe a little overly kidsed up. Uh, egg Nickelodeon was like, Mars. we're we're basic cable and it's nine thirty. We can get away with a lot of shit. Yeah. And then they're like, <laughs> it all starts with like a kid brother dying and yeah. stuff. Like, well now these kids in their safe spaces. Yeah, yeah, these kids, uh, these, kids, these kids, you know, they got they watch their Kaiju or whatever. They're what? They're Max and Ruby. Kaiju. <laughs> They're Kaijus? No, Kaiju. Isn't that some like little Probably. bald, some French looking Charlie Brown kid? I don't know. <laughs> oh, yes, yes. I do know what you're talking about now. Oh, no. so you make fun of me and then you acknowledge it. So you, no, got, you got your licks in. No, as long as you start using a. a ethnicities to like describe then i know what you're talking that about french bitch kid <laughs> yeah oh i love it great show but it's what it is i mean a lot of what i was looking for when i was boiling these episodes down is we're in round three so like all we the are. obvious that stuff has is... pretty much gotten picked up so i'm like what sticks with me yeah what represents it's like what is significant yeah. like and that's that's what it comes down to for me more than anything is like the significance of an episode like i mean for lack of a better terms, if you didn't have this show, you wouldn't have had. If you didn't have this episode, you wouldn't have had Shyamalan. Like you wouldn't have. You wouldn't the maybe have had his whole career. I wouldn't have had the <laughs> yeah. Sixth Sense. I wouldn't have had Unbreakable. Mm. Like he, it wouldn't have like that yeah. twist. I mean, he fucking stole it. Mm. But like, what's that say for like a kids' teen horror show yeah. that this guy's whole career is founded on it? Yeah. So yeah, like that's a it's a that's damn a good, good show. It's. You can find it. It's if you Google it, like don't YouTube it because they block that shit. But you can You'll you find can stream it. it. Yeah. All right, that's a good pick, Kevin. What's yes. your first pick? Um, well, I'd like to uh, piggyback on something Jeff just said, saying there was a lot of good shit already chosen when I got the list of everything that's. Oh been. yeah, for sure. A lot I of the liked, classics. I liked that though. Yeah, yeah. No, it's great because what I did on this list for the most part, I'm doing stuff that I've seen recently that I think will be considered one of the best TV episodes of whatever genre sure. over a given time. That being said, I'd love to talk about the most recent season of BoJack Horseman. Uh, BoJack Horseman season three episode, Fish Out of Water. Do either of you guys, do you the guys see this? I, is, I have, have not you seen, seen this? Have you, have, you, this have, you, have you heard about this? Have you heard about this? This BoJack Horseman guy? What's this? Uh, no, it's uh, it's a episode where BoJack uh, goes to the Pacific Ocean Film Festival, which is underwater, and there is three minutes of dialogue in this episode total. And the rest of it is he can't communicate with anybody because he's underwater. And he's trying to just navigate this like horror, like this insane, like it's kind of like a, a can or a Telluride or whatever film festival. But it's he's uh, an English speaking horse underwater trying to make amends with the director of his film because they have a bad thing going on. But then he gets lost because he doesn't know how to read any bus signs or anything. He ends up out in the boonies. He witnesses a male horse give birth to a bunch of seahorse. A male seahorse give birth to a bunch of seahorses. One of them gets left on the bus, and the rest of the episode is him trying to get this baby seahorse back to its father, and they can't communicate at all. And it's like beautifully shot, or beautifully like composed. Like sound editing is amazing. It's it really made me think of just like, oh, this is like what it's like to be a stranger in a strange land. Like you can't communicate, so everything is done visually in it, and it's. Absolutely fantastic. The whole time I'm watching it, I'm just thinking of uh, that line from "You Can Call Me Al," where he's like, "He's a uh, he's you know he doesn't speak the language. He holds no currency. He's, he's a, a foreign man, man surrounded by the seahorse birth." <laughs> that's the line, right? That's, I think so. Yeah. <laughs> I think so. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's that's one of the ones that uh, I thought would be. I mean, and it's already been acknowledged as one of the best episodes from 2016. So I thought I'd throw <laughs> it in the ring for best episodes of TV from all time. I like BoJack Horseman, and I yeah. missed. I haven't seen season two yet. Like I liked season one, but season I just, one's great. It's yeah, I've only seen season it. one. I liked season one. Yeah. It, Did they keep Aaron Paul? 
Uh, yeah, Aaron Paul okay, remains. Aaron Paul actually has a uh, spoiler alert has a great reveal in third season. Uh, well, it's been out for a long time, but I won't. I spoil get it, it, but like. Uh, then I won't. To. Then I won't. Then I won't say it. You know. But hey, there's something. Don't about tell it. me. Does he say bitch? Yeah. <laughs> no. He goes, "Fuck yeah, magnets." <laughs> All right. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, it's same cast. Uh, they introduce some new people. Uh, it is a very dark show. It's a very dark, it's, like spy, and it gets darker. That's the thing. It's very spirally and I, crazy. I think it's a show about the depression of showbiz. Oh yeah, like, it, it really is. Like some even say it's almost kind of uh, like Will Arnett's life. <laughs> yes, <laughs> a little bit. Will Arnett is the best part of everything Will Arnett's in. Oh yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, Will Big Arnett's fan. great. So yeah, that's my first pick. Uh, BoJack Horseman, Fish Out of Water. I like it. Beautiful episode. That's a good pick. Uh, Thank you, Adam. <laughs> since we just discussed Aaron Paul, I will bring up a show that I, I don't think anyone has had an episode of Breaking Bad. Really? On the, uh, their list somebody so did. far. Well, there was one, I thought. Was there? Yeah. Um, I don't recall, but I am I am going to go with the Breaking Bad episode Ozymandias, uh-huh. which is the third to last episode yes. of the series. And it's the it's the episode where uh, Hank dies. Mm. Uh, oh, yeah. Walter White has to watch Hank get shot in the, in the desert. Head. Yeah, and it's got that really great line where Walter's trying to uh, like argue for Hank's yeah. life, and Thanks. Hank looks up at him and goes, "You're the smartest guy I've ever met, and you're too stupid to know he made his mind up ten yeah. minutes ago." Yeah, and then the guy fucking shoots him. Yeah, it's got it's it's uh, got that great scene where everyone thinks Walter has been arrested and uh, that Hank has him in custody. Yeah. And then Skyler and the kid get home. Walt Jr. Get home and find Walter there. And he's trying to pack and this big fight ensues. And Walter, for some reason, snatches the baby and yes. gets in this car, yeah. gets in this truck that he just bought for cash from some dude on a reservation. Yeah. And there's that great scene where he backs out of the driveway and just pushes Skyler's SUV out of the way and then tears off. She goes screaming after him. And it's uh it's it's just, I it, it was a great show and it's I think one of the best episodes of that show. That, I agree. That whole season is a phenomenal. Oh, but yeah. that episode in particular cuz I do um, I haven't seen that episode in a while, so some of the details are hazy, but that scene that you're talking about with Hank in the desert, I remember just being yeah. like Oh my yeah. god! Yeah, that, that was intense. <laughs> and you know what? The, and he yeah. gives up Jesse in that. Right. Uh, yeah. And and here's the other thing too is like that. Like over the course of that series, you get like Hank's not the good guy. Yeah. And then in that episode, you're yeah. like, Hank's oh yeah, the worst guy. Like <laughs> yeah. he's the yeah. bad bad guy. Like you never really get. What do you mean, Walter? I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm yeah sorry, Walter, I Walter. Fuck yeah. the cops. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck the police. Uh, yeah. Like I I agree. Like that. That yeah. one specific, like that moment too, and like all the shit he does, like he really is. Yeah, he's he, a piece of sh- yeah, real piece of real shit. Pe- by real that piece episode. of shit. That that Walter White. Yeah, which well, uh, was kind of the point of the show. Like, yeah. like he grew to be really hateable, yeah. but that episode really was kind of the pinnacle of yeah. his shittiness. Yeah, that that whole series is is like a massive Shakespearean tragedy. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. the whole thing is even even down to the. Better call Saul. Yeah, the Saul characters being the yes. comedians in in the tragedy. Like yep. that's yep. such a Shakespearean thing. And then to do that in there is such a cool nod. Like right. everybody in Saul's office is a comedian. Yeah, like so that's that's kind of awesome when yeah. you think about it like that. They even they even did that specific of a nod. Yeah. What a great! I need to rewatch that. Yeah, I was. Yeah, just, me and Vanessa me and, hasn't seen it, so I'm going to watch all of them again with her. Oh yeah, Angie yeah. hasn't seen it. We've just wow. started uh, watching it. Nice. Also. 
Also, we uh, forgot to mention Scorsese ripping off that baby in the car, backing out and smashing into stuff scene for Wolf of Wall Street. Totally ripped it oh, off. Oh, did he? <laughs> no, I don't know. It happens in both. I don't know. <laughs> so, yeah, that's my first pick. That's a good one. So, Jeff, what do you got? That is a good one. Um, all right. I have to... Uh, oh, I have to call up my list. I apologize for that. Oh, you bring, son bring, of a bitch. Bring, uh, bring Jeff's <laughs> list. Hello. Hello, Hello there. Hello there. Joyce. Which one would you like to talk right. about, Jeff? <laughs> Mom, I'm not a Joyce's. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm going to have to hang up now. I'm actually going to do the, the movie Just Friends. How great is that? No, um, <laughs> uh, I'm actually going to do... Uh, this is a, a controversial pick, I think, because I'm actually going to be doing uh, an episode of Saturday Night Live. Mm. I actually, love this pick so much. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Saturday Night Live season, I believe, uh, 29? Episode two. Episode two. That is the first Justin Timberlake episode. Yes. Uh, yes. That's such a great pick. It, God damn you. <laughs> you know, there's so much about that pick that I think is important. Um, number one, that... Like Justin Timberlake was like a superstar around that time. Mm-hmm. This catapulted him into like being a a cross yeah sectional definitely like megastar like that. It catapulted him in in so such a, a forward moving way. But people were like, oh man, not only can this guy act, but he has an incredible sense of humor. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and if you if you look at the list of uh, I I did a uh, I did a screenshot of the the list of. Uh, and I apologize, but I, uh, the list of episodes. There's a Daryl Hammond hardball. Yeah, which is, those were all. I've those were always great. Um, there's that punked bit where he's pretending to yeah. be Ashton Kutcher, which is so that great. punked bit was the moment I was like, "Holy shit, Justin yeah. Timberlake's awesome!" Yeah. and we prank Dex. Like <laughs> it's so funny. And then we just like, I love Justin Timberlake at the end. Yeah. Um, a me- uh, Schwarzenegger press conference. Fucking. I'm bring it on down. I'm at Val. <laughs> like it's so good. It has Chris Parnell, who's I think the best straight man in comedy. I think Chris Parnell yeah, is without yeah. a doubt when when all the chips are on the floor. Uh, you know, being a great member of that cast. Um, there's a one of the Boston teen sketch sketches, like one of the best ones, where he's like the kid brother that's an arsonist. Oh yeah. Um, there's the one where uh, Justin gets into a fight with a Muppeteer who's doing Kermit the Frog. <laughs> and it's Will Forte with like a like a Muppet guy, yeah, uh, and like a you know tie dye shirt and stuff. Um, there's a Carl Weathers bit about how he should be elected governor because he was in Predator, just like uh, Schwarzenegger and, and yeah. uh, I mean uh, just like Schwarzenegger and, and Jesse Ventura. Yeah, uh, there's Barry Gibb talk show, and he sings "Rock Your Body," "Senorita," and "Cry Me a River." Like it is a perfect episode. Yeah, like it's. Like I can't think of an SNL episode that's that's flawless straight through. Yes, yeah, there's to hits finish. and misses, but there's no misses on that episode. And then it just pushes everything forward. Yeah, I, that's a great pick. Yeah. I was I was jealous when you told me that was going to be on your list. Yeah, I was <laughs> iffy on doing that. Yeah, like, like this, I don't even counts. know if it'll win, but that's such a that's a it really super counts. Good yeah, pick. yeah. That that was like one of those things where I'm like, should I do a variety show? Like, yeah. is that is that a thing? Yeah. And I researched the shit. I, like, I literally was watching different episodes to see which one. It's like I think it's the first one. Yeah. And then like that catapulted to like his work with Andy Samberg and with Dick in a Box, and that brought them out there. And, yeah. And he he got a ton of acting work from that. Uh, SNL. I think people don't give SNL enough credit for giving acting opportunities to people that you wouldn't see that. Like, like they brought The Rock in right. when he was in the WWE. 
and then that catapulted him as well. Like that, where people were like, "Oh my god, this guy's really good." And yeah. let, let's let's give him you know the rundown or whatever. Absolutely, that's a good pick, yeah. Kevin. What do you got next? All right. Well, it was really hard for me to choose this next one because there are probably. 20 It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia episodes that I would want to put on this list. It's one of my favorite shows. I think it's the most consistently good comedy show that's on TV still. Uh, but I actually went with the season premiere from this season. Uh, it's called The Gang Turns Black. Nice. And the premise is um, they're watching a movie. They're watching, I believe, The Wiz. They're watching The Wiz uh, with their roommate, who's a guy that is just called Old Black Man. Who <laughs> he moves in? He moves in a few episodes before for other reasons, but now he's it's movie night. It was his turn to pick. He picks The Wiz. Lightning strikes the VCR. They all get electrocuted, and they stand up. They're like, "Oh, that was crazy." They look into a mirror, and the reflections are all black people. So now they're <laughs> black people. And they're like sitting there like, what's going on? And then out of nowhere, everybody bursts into song. And now you're like, oh, my God, it's a musical episode about why are we black? How do we turn back? And it's uh, fucking amazing. Like, (laughs) so their whole thing is they're trying to figure out whether they're in The Wiz, whether they're in Freaky Friday or uh, Quantum Leap. So they're going through. They're trying to like, well, how do we get back? Let's do the rules from all these different shows. So they split up and they're going around. And the whole time they're examining racial issues from the perspective. And there's like, Dennis starts out going, well, I would say all lives matter. I think it's hard to be a black person, but also hard to be a white person. And like, so they bring up like all these (laughs) points of view about like, you know, that you would expect those pieces of shit to have about race. And then like they experience it as black people going around singing and like getting arrested for trying to break into their own car and all this stuff. And then they're in the fucking glorious, uh, they bring old black man to his retirement home to meet up with his wife. Like, ah, we got him. We got it's we're going to go back now and they don't they don't leap back and then the janitor is just Scott Bakula. <laughs> and he's just like and they're like, "Hey, don't steal our leap." And they're yelling at him. And then Scott don't Bakula steal our they leap. say, "Don't steal our leap." They think he's trying to take their leap and uh, Scott Bakula has a solo song about how he wishes he misses his mansion in Van Nuys and all this shit and it's great. <laughs> Uh, it's so funny. And then eventually like they get to the point where it's like the, the, the culmination and they're like, Hey, maybe we learned a lesson, you know, we all share a lot in common and maybe, it, maybe it's uh maybe like the biggest part of it is fear. And maybe we just need to talk to one another. And then the cops roll up and Charlie, uh, at the end of his song, he's also, by the way, in his reflection, he's a little black boy. He's not full <laughs> grown like everybody else. And he goes, he goes, Oh, don't worry. These cops are cool. They gave me this train. He holds up a model train. They go, he's got a gun and they shoot him to death and they go, Oh shit, we learned our lesson. And they start singing a song about how they learned their lesson. And then they finally get quantum leaped back. Oh. Fucking amazing. Hilar- like great song choreography. Very funny. Very, uh, uh, aware and, uh, shall I say woke? <laughs> very woke oh. very woke episode. always woke in philadelphia always woke in philadelphia uh i mean like i said there's a million episodes i wanted to choose but that one uh for its uh comedy to musical to race relations stuff that i had to choose it i think it's fantastic w- what were the other ones that you were going to pick um there was a few ch- uh, the the original um uh charty mcdennis board game episode that's great the gun control uh, gun fever 2 still hot where uh everyone's getting swept up into a panic and wants to buy guns and it turns out frank's just uh only sweeping <laughs> getting people to panic so he can sell guns to them and uh, they have a ton of episodes that yeah. are very socially conscious and aware. I, I just love the gang beats Boggs. Oh the god, Ray that Boggs is a one. great. I've episode. watched that one probably more than that one in the gang wrestles for the troops. I've watched continuously, like yeah. whenever I have like twenty four minutes to kill, the, I'll throw that on. The 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 way the gang beats Boggs is fucking fantastic. Uh, oh, she's oh I thought she was uh, I thought she was Midwest Midwest trash. She's desert trash. She's desert trash. <laughs> Should have known by all the gecko tattoos. The gecko on her. tattoos. 
I love that episode. You know who that is, right? Um, the the lady who plays it's Jan Brady from the movie. Really? From the the um yeah the 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 desert trash girl that he hooks up with. It's it's oh, the wow. Jan Brady from uh from the uh Brady Bunch. Did movie. not realize nice. that. Yeah. All right, that's a good pick. Thank you. Uh, my next pick. This is one I don't expect. This is one of my more expendable picks, but it's a show I loved as a kid. It ran for seven seasons on HBO. That show is Tales from the Crypt. Nice. And I'm going with the episode The Ventriloquist Dummy. Oof. Uh, the great episode directed by Richard Donner. I don't know who that is. Uh, now, yeah, who's that? Who's <laughs> who? that guy? Who? Uh, starring Don Rickles and Bobcat Goldthwait. Woo! Fuck yeah. Yeah. Uh, Don Rickles plays a ventriloquist. Bobcat Goldthwait goes to see him as a kid. And Don Rickles says, hey, if you ever need any tips, come look me up. And Bobcat Goldthwaite shows up 15 years later. <laughs> yeah, and, he, and he, it's, it's like just makes that noise. it's like vintage Bobcat Goldthwaite. There's, there's this really great scene where he's trying to do his ventriloquist bit and just bombing oh. terribly. Now, and it's is he Police Academy or is he Scrooge? Like how's no, he he's looking? like Police Academy. He's looking like Bobcat. Police Academy yeah. Bobcat. Okay. Well, no, he's got kind of the still the Police Academy mannerisms, but he's. Uh, he he's like wearing glasses and shit. He's a little more modern looking. Yeah, and it's got this crazy, crazy, crazy fucking twist where uh, it turns out Don Rickles' right hand is actually a conjoined twin, and oh. it, it's a head. So whenever he's doing his ventriloquist mask, it's actually his conjoined twin wearing a ventriloquist mask. And fucking uh, cheater. It starts like <laughs> fucking killing people. Oh my god. They chop it off and it like takes on a life of its own and kills die. It's so that's basket it's, case. It's you know, such an obsessed yes, <laughs> case. Yeah. I was gonna actually say that reminds me of an episode of X Files I almost picked. Which oh, is really? the, the the one with the conjoined twin. Oh the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, which I, I'm I was obsessed with that episode yeah. uh, as a kid. Yeah. Which was, I was probably that was probably the age that you saw Tales from the Crypt, I Probably, saw that episode yeah. of X Files. Yeah, in Tales from the Crypt, I just I loved it so much as a kid. I'm uh, I'm a big horror fan and comedy fan, and that was one of the best shows at at blending horror yeah. and comedy. And that episode especially is particularly yeah. great. I mean, it's not great. It's Tales from the Crypt. It speaks. It's <laughs> it speaks great, to you. Yeah, but I, it's it's a fantastic I, episode know, of the show. You know how I feel about Demon Knight. Oh yeah, yeah. Demon Knight's a great fucking although, movie. Although, really, the Crypt Keeper by far the worst part. Yeah, yeah. hello boys and ghouls. Yeah, it's like that—that's a bad pun. Why do you why do you keep doing that? Yeah, that's some drag race shit right there. That's yeah, <laughs> I love. I love. There's so many puns in this episode. Like Tales from the Crypt was pun yeah. heavy anyway. But it, when Bobcat, when Don Rickles reveals the the head on his hand, the uh, the the head goes. We put our heads together. <laughs> like, no, that's not a good joke. Where's your twin? And then there's a scene where Bobcat Goldthwait's trying to run the hand through a meat grinder for some reason. And the hand goes, what are you doing? 
And he goes, I'm making an asshole casserole, pal, and you're the main ingredient. <laughs> oh, I love that. Guess who's going to use that? <laughs> Next time I get a heckler on stage. Yeah, yeah, you could be asshole casserole. I'm going to make an asshole casserole, pal, and you're the main ingredient. <laughs> you know what I just realized is you were probably watching uh, uh, Tales from the Crypt at that age. You were watching X-Files at the corresponding age. I was watching Are You Afraid of the Dark? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's probably. how we all, that's, that's the, that's the uh, pedigree here. That yeah, makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good pick. I haven't seen that episode, but I, I do uh, enjoy that show. One. So yeah, uh, Jeff, what's your next pick? Uh, okay, I'm actually going to pick one. This is the one that I think is probably not going to la- like make it, but it still is without a doubt one of my favorite episodes of anything ever. It's a two parter, which you said I could do. Yeah, uh, it's Married with Children. You better shop around. Episodes one and two, hmm. um, and what it is is basically the whole. I mean, if you guys are familiar with. Married with children. Oh, he's a cheapskate. Oh, he doesn't like having sex with his wife. Blah blah blah. He's a he's a misogynist. It's very, it's very of its time. It's very like let's let's push everything. But the jokes were usually done decently enough. Like they weren't. You walk it back and be like, oh, this is problematic. But like they're still <laughs> they're still they're still funny the way they deliver the yeah. jokes. And so basically, Al buys a shitty old German air conditioner for like fifty bucks. That uh-huh. it's like this like the size of an old punch card computer and it fucks up the uh during a heat wave and it fucks up the electricity for the entire neighborhood so like it just blew cuz it's just a piece of shit so they move into the grocery store they like <laughs> pretend to go grocery shopping but they really just like bring lawn furniture and just set it up there and so they're told you have to buy something or you leave so Al goes to buy a pack of gum cuts in front of his neighbor Marcy mm-hmm. and wins the millionth customer award <laughs> and <laughs> Oh man! And so, so she's like, "That should have been mine." And, and, and uh, you know, she's like, "Well, we have a receipt." Blah 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 blah. So the next episode, they battle in a, it's like a free for all um, shopping spree. The first person to get like a thousand dollars in groceries wins. Mm-hmm. And so, like, you see him show up, and Al like customizes this like fucking filthy as hell grocery cart with like knives on the end and it like <laughs> has all these tricks and everything but it's it's very slapsticky it was right at that sweet spot where it was almost looney tunesy levels of slapstick yeah. but super like the jokes it was almost like looney tunes for adults the way that show was put on but like every every joke hits on that the 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 every little sort of nuance of the grocery store like people getting run over and and spoiler alert, but like the, the Al You've wins. Decades whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> I know. Hey. Uh, so, so like Al wins, and like uh, Peg's like, I'm coming. And she, cause they were like delayed, and she fucking guts him with the, uh, <laughs> with the knives at the end. And so, like, you know, they get all this food, but uh, he has to stay outside because the air conditioning, and they bought an air conditioner. Or <laughs> Fuck it. It's fucking <laughs> like the laughs. Per capita of that episode are absolutely fantastic. Yeah. Like like the guest that's like like their celebrity guest to like take care of the thing is is uh, the beaver, <laughs> and it's just like and like um, Bud and Kelly's whole like subplot is they just harass him the whole time about how his career is fucking terrible, <laughs> and it's the guy it's Jerry Mathers it's the actual actor and all they're doing is just fucking roasting him the whole time about how shitty his career is <laughs> and then finally he's like at least my dad doesn't sell women's shoes and he fucking like it just ends him now Jeff that is problematic I'm gonna have to tell you why uh, no, <laughs> not gonna get into that actually men can buy women's shoes <laughs> shoes are fluid um, so yeah but fluid that shoes 
But that episode is just fucking, it's so, it's such a perfect microcosm of like 1992. Yeah. Like, and it was the Jefferson years, which were like really, really well done, well written, but also goofy at the same time. That's like when that episode. format really thrived too. Like that. Yeah. Really, and there's, there's definitely trash within that genre. Cause I'm not familiar with the episode you're talking about at all, but I yeah. know the kind of show you're talking about. Yeah. And for what, there are episodes, like I was thinking of a couple Fresh Prince episodes I was thinking of putting on because of. Like, for the format they were using, like, some of the episodes really stand out as, like, amazing TV writing, even though we look at it now from our, you know, cool uh, post post. Yeah, we, there's, a, there's a lot of perspective a, of, ooh, laugh people. People had to laugh. There's a lot of, there's a lot of uh, 10 to 20 years of, of, of awareness to <laughs> yeah. look back at something yeah. and be like, that wasn't okay. It's yeah. like, again, no one really was aware of it back in 95. Yeah. Calm down. Yeah. That's a good pick. Kevin, what All do you right. got next? This is my most, uh, uh, I think most people have seen this episode. And if it hasn't been, I'm pretty sure it hasn't been on. But if I fucked up, just let me know because I got a backup one. Uh, it's a South Park episode uh, from 2005. What is that? Trapped in the Closet. Oh, um, yeah. Yes. The Scientology uh, episode slash Isaac Hayes, an official departure from the show. Um, everybody pretty much knows the episode. Basically, it's a whole thing that they're trying to investigate why this sh- gay little club, I think they call it, or shitty little club. I, can- I think they said gay little club. It was 2005 and it was South Park. It was probably gay. Yeah. <laughs> so they said, but they were like, and they didn't directly say like, like, oh, it's this, he was doing other, and whatever, at any regards, uh, uh, it's, it's an episode about Scientology. It shows you what Scientology believes. And they keep saying that, like, they, they, they do the whole story of Xenu, they animate it hilariously, and they're just flashing, this is what Scientologists believe at the bottom of the screen. Um, and then there's the side plot about Tom Cruise, who feels like he failed uh, L. Ron Hubbard, so he hides in Stan's closet, and everyone tries to get him to come out of the closet, and it's like, ha, he's gay, get it, guys? But, uh, <laughs> but my favorite thing about that episode is I was 15 when I saw it, and I didn't even know what Scientology was. And oh, after nice. I saw that episode, I realized that, oh, They've tried to recruit me. I didn't know it was Scientology. I thought it was this cool thing called Dianetics. Uh, oh. <laughs> I didn't know they were the same thing. And that was actually really, uh, I was, and South Park has always been uh, pretty cool about like, hey, we're going to like, you know, tell it like it is, like the whole draw the Muhammad picture episode and uh, the yeah. Scientology thing, despite the fact that Scientology has the most insane legal department ever. <laughs> and they yeah, will they do. go after you and make people disappear <laughs> if you uh, do not appease them. And uh, so that was a very important episode for probably a lot of people to learn about Scientology, about the history of it. And uh, also, yeah. I've never seen a show write a character off so great before. Oh, yeah. Or, yeah, with that's Isaac Hayes. Yeah. Well, it, technically it happened after that episode. Yeah, but they yeah. did the, the Vader chef yeah, episode. Yeah. yeah, and there was like, like usually if a character like dies or like they go, oh, he moved to Wisconsin or something, we're never going to see him again. But like when that episode spawned the Isaac Hayes leaving the show – and it's it's just like they they wrote a whole episode around it and they used his voice clips later, which was hilarious. But that episode yeah. is very important to me and to a lot of people, I think. And I think it's I mean, they've got, another again, a million other great episodes. Yeah. To choose from. But. Yeah. You got a lot of there's a lot of comments from people uh, commenting on how accurate the depiction of Scientology was. Yeah. Kira Lusby said her professor showed it to her in a really uh, class on religion. Oh, because nice. Because of how accurate it is. Yeah, yeah, that, that's the, that's the one thing is they didn't they didn't like mock it for what it wasn't. They mocked yeah. it for you what it is. You can't get really sued is. for saying what a thing is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is what Scientology like, believes. Facts aren't libel, you know. Like, <laughs> well, alternative Although, facts. Although, yeah, I was are alternative say, facts. <laughs> so yeah, that that one of uh, mostly for the cultural relevance, but also it's a very funny episode, so that's uh That's a good pick. Yeah. Uh, my next pick, I don't, I don't know what the audience's temperature is going to be on this, 
but it's one of my favorite shows, one of my favorite British shows, and uh, it's an episode of Sherlock. I'll go to you, Will. Let's watch Sherlock, should we? Uh, it's an episode of Sherlock called The Reichenbach Fall, and this is the episode that's based on the really famous Sherlock Holmes story called The Final Problem, which if you've uh, studied up on Sherlock Holmes at all, that's the uh, story where he dies. And Sir Arthur Conan Doyle absolutely intended for Sherlock Holmes to die yeah. in this story. And the readers lost their shit. <laughs> uh, so he had to, he in the Hounds of Baskerville, he, he, he followed up uh, the final problem with the Hounds of Baskerville, which took place before that. And then he was able to kind of revive Sherlock Holmes. And the Reichenbach Fall, the title of it is a reference to where... Sherlock Holmes dies in that original story. And this episode, uh, Benedict Cumberbatch, boyfriend to the world, <laughs> plays Sherlock. Human grasshopper, yeah. Benedict Cumberbatch. One of the best people on the planet uh, who doesn't love Benedict. What? Don't give me that look. How do you not love Benedict fine, Cumberbatch? Fine, but hey, you're a monster. You're a monster. Love, Write it down right now. I do like how people are like, you know who's sexy? Benedict Cumberbatch. No, he's just like... I'm like, he looks like an alien trying to fit in skin. <laughs> <laughs> he's just a good dude, yeah, he's probably. Great. He's the voice of Smaug. Yes. And he's uh, he's fantastic in Sherlock. Uh, the way this Sherlock Holmes character is written in this show is fascinating. And this episode centers around Moriarty, one of Sherlock Holmes' most famous uh, nemesis. Nemesai. Nemesai. I think it's Nemesai. Is it Nemesai? I think so. I want it <laughs> I to be. Know. I really want it to be. <laughs> and... Uh, it it centers around Moriarty doing this big smear campaign where he's trying to convince the public that Sherlock Holmes has been committing these crimes himself so he could look like the one who's faking them or who's the one solving them. And there's this really tense uh, scene where they confront Moriarty and he's like, no, I'm an actor that Sherlock hired and he's got all this evidence planned. It's fucking great. In that final scene, this showdown between Moriarty and Sherlock Holmes on the the roof where it's just two psycho two legitimate psychopaths trying to get in each other's head basically trying to talk the other into killing himself <laughs> and it's such a yeah. great uh such a great ending like that's, a pro that's, con that's on my cue it's it's every episode's like an hour and a half though right well yeah like, that's how yeah, they're like British it's, a, it's a big series are this is the last uh, episode of the second series. Serials. Yeah. Serials. Yes, it's British. It's very British. Are you serials? But yeah. um, it was um, like I've seen the first episode. I really liked it. I'm just like, oh, they made him autistic. Good for them. <laughs> yeah, he is basically autistic. It's, but yeah, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of uh, the Sherlock series and the Reichenbach Fall. I think is the best episode. So that's my third pick. That's, I'm not against that. Not against it because I have not seen it, but yeah. I believe you. I like, oh, and I also, like also my favorite uh, to my favorite exchange. I think in that whole series, Moriarty and Sherlock. Right, right near the end of that episode, uh, Moriarty goes, "You're on the side of the angels," and Sherlock Holmes goes, "I may be, but don't think for one second that I'm one of them." It's like, oh, it's a good line. Yeah, nice. it's really good. I love that. It's a great Next episode. Up. All right, Jeff, what do you got next? Um, I'm doing my second comedy uh, variety show, what? I guess. Yeah, I know. Uh, again, because we get to sort of like scratch the surface past like the obvious <laughs> ones and go a little bit deeper, 
to sort of cultural uh, significance or general significance. Uh, I'm doing uh, an episode of Chappelle Show. Um, nice. The uh, the you have to you know remember it from when you first saw it too. You don't don't think about it afterwards. But the, uh, <laughs> well, because here's the thing: it's the Charlie Take Murphy. Take yourself back to 2003. Yeah. Back in 2003, uh, there was a young man named Charlie Murphy, and <laughs> all of this was orange groves. Yeah. <laughs> well, he did the Charlie Murphy True Hollywood Story yeah. of the Rick James. Yeah, the, the Rick James thing. Yeah, it is like I know that I'm Rick James, bitch. Got like overused. Yeah. Okay. Fine. Yeah. But watching that episode, it is without a doubt one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my life. Super good. Like the act out is great. Chappelle plays Rick James hilariously. But more funny than that is just Charlie Murphy just telling the story. Yes. And it lands so perfect. Like everything they do when he's like when he was like after they after they beat the shit out of his legs. Yes. And they explain how they just pounded on his legs and he's like crawling around. And he goes, and Eddie was like, Man, we gotta get him some help. And yeah. I was like, we the, just helped him. The, <laughs> way, the way that he tells those stories with like like it's an insane thing. It's like, yeah, so we just started wailing on his legs. Like that's just yeah, that's, that's what such goes a next. thing you would do that's if the someone thing fucks that up your, your fucking and it's, <laughs> and it's so but he delivers the lines and, and Charlie Murphy obviously he's he's you know, when you're in Eddie's shadow, like, but he had access to the story and he delivers it so perfectly. And the act out is so great when like, when he's like, what are the five fingers side of the fights? <laughs> slap, slap. And then he just like, he, he beats the shit out and he goes, he's like, you just slapped me. And he goes, that was weeks ago. <laughs> and like the way he, it's just, so, it's so perfect. And yeah, it fucked that like that sketch fucked Chappelle up. Yeah, because then when he was trying to do stand up, people would be like, "I'm Rick James, yeah. bitch," and he's just like, "Shout out to my hometown." Uh, walked him off stage, Sacramento, California. Walked Chappelle off stage by doing that too much. He just went out, was like, "All right," and then just left. He did that in Hartford too. Oh, Hartford was the was the first one. Yeah. I remember that. Cause I was like, I was like, any, "Did any of you go down to see that? Did any of you do that?" <laughs> yeah. yeah this, <laughs> God, have you seen the B-roll footage of Charlie Murphy telling like the other stories that weren't in that? Like, yeah, I've seen some stuff. God, it's like, just him on a green screen, and I think it's uh, what's his name, uh, Neil Brennan, is just like kind of interviewing him, and like, yeah, God, it's so he could just talk forever, and yeah. some of the stuff he tells is so funny. I man. mean, the Prince one is great. I almost Prince did the is, episode yeah. with Prince just That's because it's too. so good. But the Charlie, the 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 Rick James one was, I mean, every episode of Chappelle's show is good. Yeah, like fine. Okay, that, that's that's all well and good, but that specific episode was like transcendent. Yeah, it's just it, it really. Plus, it was all that was two thirds of the entire show, if not more. There was like I think one sketch in yeah. the beginning, and then they were just like, "Now here you go. Here's here's eighteen minutes of the funniest shit you'll ever see." And like to be able to have just a dude standing there being like, "Yeah, this is what we did," and then to cut to that, it was yeah, it lands so well that. I think I know Chappelle's show was big already, but that I think is the thing that sort of led to him getting the offer for what fifty million dollars for the show. Yeah, like that one specific thing. It's it might be the first meme too. It might have been like like yeah, that's early, early in that's there. Pretty, yeah, pretty like he might have pioneered memes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, thanks thanks for Pepe the Frog, Chappelle. <laughs> <laughs> that's a I'm good all pick. right, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Charlie Murphy, uh, come out here. Talk about how it's uh, it's about talk ethics about and, white genocide. It's about, <laughs> it's about ethics and video game journalism, bitch. <laughs> oh, That's a good pick. 
Kevin, what's your next pick? And then, right. This is my I final one. I gotta run to the bathroom. <laughs> no, <laughs> it shouldn't be your last I one. I thought we had four. Four picks each? Five, Five picks each. Five picks each. You Jesus. get a bonus right. one. I get a bonus one. That's fine. I'm pretty sure it said four in my group text, but that's okay. Um, well, we'll go with this one for now, and then I'll uh, research my next one in the inter- interim. Uh, this one is uh, Rick and Morty, season one. The episode is called Ricksty Minutes. Uh, uh, yeah, that's the one. That's the one. Well, right, that's that's right. the one because I mean the one one of the, my favorite ones was already picked. That was how do you, the, how do you spell uh, Rick Steve? Uh, just R I X T Y. Ah. Uh, the the one I the other one I really liked was already uh, chosen by somebody in a previous episode. That was the autoerotic assimilation episode. Yeah. Love that episode. I almost picked a Rick and Morty too. I'll be right back. After these messages, we'll be right back. So I'll just talk to to Jeff about this episode. <laughs> well, I'll talk about I'll talk about this episode with you. Okay, all day. good because this is uh, this is one of the hardest I've ever laughed at anything. First of all, and I had pretty much quit smoking weed at this time, so it wasn't because of that. Okay. <laughs> uh, I've seen the show and I don't smoke weed, so I do exactly. Understand. But I'm I'm letting you know. I'm okay. letting the listener know. Are we? Are know. we filling for time while Adam? You gets notice his how the show just the falls apart as soon as Adam leaves? I think this is great. <laughs> this talk. is good. Uh, uh, Rick's Minutes, if you don't know, is the episode of interdimensional television where Rick procures an interdimensional cable box, plugs it into the TV, and it's just a whole bunch of sketches of any just ca- just chaos. It's improv. It's all and all of them are improvised, which yeah. is fantastic. they're like loose, loosely skeleton. Like, they barely know what they're talking about. Like the three brothers who are just regular brothers. Running from cat men and all sorts of things, like just these. But then women but then, wait, show up, and they're not going to have any of this. Like just these insane, like just meandering premises that are out, absolutely out of control. Super funny stuff. Um, and then, and then the B story of it is a very uh, real and kind of uh, yeah, depressing it's, look it's at a marriage. So, um, <laughs> I'm going to do a real quick. Somebody said, "Can't do two Rick and Mortys." We sure can. We asked permission <laughs> to do that. Yeah, we said, yeah. Can we do something that hasn't been done? And people were like, "Fucking yeah!" <laughs> so thank God. I almost we almost had three Rick and Mortys. Yeah, bitch. But uh, but definitely tell us how it should go. Um, <laughs> uh, no, uh, so yeah, uh, the the B story is Jerry and Beth find out from one of the shows that their lives could have been way different if they didn't have their accidental child, which is Summer. Um, and then so they start examining their relationship. They start realize Summer realizes she's an accident baby. She's having a meltdown. They're like, oh my god, what are we together for? Um, and then Summer's my one of the best quotes from the the series actually. Uh, Summer's really depressed. She wants to move out, and Rick, uh, Morty goes up and goes, uh, "Summer, like I eat breakfast away from my dead body, yeah. like oh, yeah. every day. Like that's me dead from another dimension. One thing I can tell you is that nobody exists on purpose. Nobody belongs anywhere. Everybody's going to die. Come watch TV, <laughs> which is a very beautiful sentiment. There, the thing about Rick and Morty, like when we did the um, the best sci-fi series, I had only gotten through season one of yeah. Rick and Morty, so I didn't nominate it. Oh yeah, I regret not nominating Rick and Morty. It's the one of the best sci-fi it's, shows. It's one of the it's one of the most perfectly well written sci-fi shows of all time. Absolutely. And I was going to do something Ricked this way comes, which is the Needful yeah. Things episode. That, Someone, that's a good one too. Samuel Russell James Peddleford just oh did he? That. Yeah, yeah, that was the one I was going to do. That's but a like, good one too. But that. One of my favorite Rick and Morty like little scenes of all time is Gazorpazorp Field. <laughs> Give me my <laughs> fucking, fucking enchiladas, bitch! You white milk toast piece of shit! Wow, jeez, take it easy on me, Gazorpazorp Field. You're usually pretty harsh, but this 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 takes the cake. Hey, fuck you! Fuck you, Gazorpazorp fucking Field, bitch! Get me my fucking even like the actor laugh laughing in it in the middle of it, which is something that I don't think I've seen in any kind of even a cartoon. I don't know if they've ever just like has someone genuine reaction to what they're yeah, reading. Just, animate just the be goofies, in the yeah. show, 
And then also the the culmination of that episode is that uh, Beth and Jerry both find out their lives would be shit eventually because Jerry gets strung out on coke and heroin and yeah. Beth is all alone drinking wine with her exotic birds. And it's a nice it's a nice uh, community. It comes to, they come together around the TV set. It shows is, they belong together. Yes. Like that 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 it was like the perfect that that ending. Like the thing about Rick and Morty is all of their endings almost make you cry. Well, that's why the uh, the the auto rock assimilation one. That's the one where Rick tries to kill himself. Oh my at the god, end. it's so brutal. Ooh, yeah, there's some heavy shit. That actually, the song that plays when that happens is from a, a depressing ending of The Sopranos. I don't know if anybody caught that, but that is very true. Uh, but yeah, that episode is one of the hardest I've ever laughed, and it's also like a really well written episode. Yeah, amongst that as nice. well. So it's a lot better than the the second Rick Steve minutes. The second Rick Steve yeah. minutes was to me like I, I mean, was it's like, still funny, and the, actually the B story in that's more entertaining. Yeah, to me but than that. even when they were doing that, they were like, I don't know why we have to do this. Yeah, yeah we're doing a sequel, uh, Morty. Uh, we're, we're doing a sequel. That's uh, what the fans want. Nice. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna come up with my fifth one now while you guys do. This. You All must right. have something you caught. No, I though. did. I did. I just want to make sure I know what episode. That's a uh, that's a good pick. Thank you. All right, my uh, penultimate pick is from my favorite television show, which is The Americans, and this is an episode called Travel Agents. It was, uh, it's the episode where, if anyone follows the show, it's the episode where Martha goes on the run. Martha is, uh, throughout, up to this point, Martha had been basically Philip's second wife. Uh, Philip and Elizabeth, they are the KGB spies living in the United States, and uh, for the entirety of the series, he's had this operative basically named uh, Martha, who he eventually marries and he develops feelings for, her, and he eventually reveals his actual identity. And then he they, they decide she has to be extracted from the situation and sent to Russia. And it is a fascinating episode. It, it, it's uh, someone just threw me off with a comment there <laughs> from the episode. Martha, how do you know? That? Um, yeah, and uh, Martha, they're holding her in the safe house, and she flees. She's on the run somewhere in Washington D.C. The FBI at this point realizes she's a traitor. Uh, the KGB wants to get her out of the country. No one can find her, and she's uh, a fugitive in Washington D.C. She keeps stopping and making these phone calls that are just the most heartbreaking shit ever. Because she knows she's not going to be able to go back home, she like calls her parents. Uh, so all of that is is just fucking devastating. Uh, the way Agent Gad pursues her, he was her boss at the FBI, and he takes being betrayed by her like a scorned lover. It's it's so uh, such a great performance, and it's one of the best shows on television, possibly the best show on television. And I think that is maybe the best episode of The Americans. There you go. So that is my next to last pick. Your best episode of your favorite show. I mean, that has to be. <laughs> yeah. Right up yeah. There. I haven't seen the show, but I, I work for uh, a service that has the show uh, involved in it. And I know it's very good because people are very upset if it doesn't work <laughs> on the service. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I know there's some. Di- I know that and I've been meaning to watch it. But hey, you know. It's, but it's hey, we don't care. Fucking, <laughs> it's fucking amazing. I need yes. you know, it's. How bad is it that that's like the problem where I'm just yeah. like I don't know if I have time to I watch know. this fun TV show. Yeah. <laughs> um. It seems like it's an emotional investment too. Like it seems it's like very emo- like, because it's not just about spying. I mean, yeah, they're a family. They have two kids, yeah. and they're the the dynamic between Elizabeth and Philip. 
Elizabeth played by Carrie Russell, Phillips played by Matthew Rees, which his performance, like they talk about Carrie Russell a lot, but Matthew Rees is really great in that show. Mm -hmm. Like the first time I saw Clark, which is uh, the husband he plays to Martha, I at first didn't even realize it was him. Like I was like, who is this fucking blonde guy? And then there's a scene where he's peeling off his wig. And I'm like, Jesus, like it's he's he, he is especially great in that show. And uh, it's you're right. It's a it's an emotional in investment. It's you know, it's not just about spying. It's about a f- very dysfunctional family, uh, you know, a husband and wife that most of the time you're not even sure if they like each other. Maybe they're going to kill oh, each so other. Oh, so a husband and wife. Yeah, yeah, pretty Whoa! much. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Oh. Hi, everybody. See me live for the more hot takes. Two guys. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, so that's my next to last pick. The yeah. Americans. Travel agents, that episode's called. Everyone go watch it. Yes. And Jeff, All what's right. your last pick? I almost don't want to use this. I almost don't want to bring this one up because... I feel like I'm giving into terrorist demands, even uh, though this is my idea. <laughs> uh, it's fucking Jurassic Bark. Of course it's Jurassic Bark. All right. Like, people that, asked for it. Finally. Jesus. <laughs> but also, you didn't do this. <laughs> I have watched that episode many times. It's it's fu- like that. Okay. Is it all 22 minutes, the best 22 solid minutes of Futurama? Maybe not. But is it the most hard-hitting episode of anything I've ever seen? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Like, it's so... That ending is so fucking brutal. Like, it's so... Like, when you see him go through and, like, he's, like, gonna get the... He's like, oh, he's old. Ah. I don't even feel like I... You've seen it, right? Have you seen it? Yeah. Yeah, You've seen it. Like, it's gut-wrenching. Yeah. Like, that one. And then the... the, Like, the ending... The other one that I was thinking of, um, the one with Leela's parents... When she gets introduced and it shows what they've been doing over the course of, of the years. Mm-hmm. But Jurassic Bark just, it hits. Yeah. Like, it hits so well. And anytime you can do something very funny with, like, a really emotional ending, which is a thing they never really did with The Simpsons. Like, Matt Groening didn't really pull off emotions that yeah. much. Like, maybe the Do It For Her episode. where Or the, like, the Holidays of Future Past where the... Yeah. Bar, that one, that one kind of, for estranged families, it kind of works but out. But they <laughs> don't hit, like... Grain, like when Graining did Futurama, it also seems like he kind of cared more about it. Like Futurama was just a thing that he's like, well, now I can do like my passion project. It's almost yeah, like maybe like like McFarlane with Family Guy when he got to American Dad, and he was like, finally, I can do this. <laughs> yeah, you know, like yeah, one thing <laughs> makes you the money, but another thing is the thing that you love. Yeah, um, it's just like everything, like the whole the Dolomite bit and like the diving in and. <sighs> Gets it back. Yeah. Oh, That's just, one of those episodes that I haven't rewatched because of how emotionally. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, I wa- I've rewatched it, but not like recently. Like, I don't go, oh, I should watch that episode today. That'll get me in a right good mood to, you know, go do stuff. <laughs> the the montage or the scene, like at the end of the the dog waiting every day. Yeah. Like, the guy aging. Oh. Ugh. Like, how can you animate something like Futurama or The Simpsons and make it that touching? Yeah, with such with such little, like it's not crazy detailed or anything yeah. like that. It's just, it's so simply written but perfectly executed. Yeah, and it just like who hasn't felt that way about a pet or or a friend or something like that? And get a little emotional. Oh no! Yeah. 
Jeff, I'm have not. you ever cried on this podcast before? <laughs> no. Of course not. Why would he? Well, what's... On the podcast or like, yeah. in no, like the on the world? E- I mean like on the equipment. Have you cried on the equipment? And Is that why our camera's broken? Is he just that... spits on it. <laughs> Fair enough. That's a good pick. And uh, now people will stop talking about it. <laughs> yeah. Comments. Y'all need to calm down. A yeah. Bit. Jesus. Maybe you should make a rogue list cast. <laughs> yeah. Don't do that, though. Don't. No, 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 no. If actually you should... Get more of your friends to subscribe. Kevin <laughs> Kevin Anderson, yes. what's your last pick? What did you come up pick, with? Uh, well, it was something that I had. Uh, I just m- misread your message. I had this one queued up anyway. So it's uh, from one of my favorite TV shows, season three, episode six of Arrested Development, the Ocean Walker episode. Uh, this is the culmination of the Mr. F uh, arc Mr. F. where uh, we find out in this episode, we finally find out, I think maybe the episode before uh, towards the end, we find out that uh, Rita, who is played by Charlize Theron, uh, uh, is retarded or mentally handicapped. Yeah. You know, uh, problematic. Uh, and, and, and it kind of all comes to, cause it's a great, it's my favorite arc in the series, but it all comes to a head where like Michael's about to marry her. And then like, we're not there. The family finds out, but they don't want to, uh, tell her or tell Michael that he hasn't, you know, because they want her money. Cause she's loaded. Cause yeah. she owns we Britain, which also we Britain was fucking How great. funny is the restaurant with all the like American Joe's or whatever. Yeah. yeah. It's oh called? yeah. And they're just yeah. like donuts and hot dogs. Yeah. And just like, Hey, well, can I get you a 64 ounce cola? And their, their to go bags are two. <laughs> grocery bags yeah, filled yeah. with food. Just filled with just trash food. Um, but it's great. It's great because of all of the uh, all the stuff that builds up to the episode, the Ocean Walker, and that gets the title from uh, Maybe, who's a film executive at this point, is trying to think of a way to end her film. And uh, she goes, I can't get these two together. She's over here. He's over here. There's an ocean in between them. How do I get them together? And she just goes, maybe they could walk. <laughs> and she goes, that's deep. People won't understand it. And they'll be afraid to admit if they don't understand it. And it's like, no, she's just a dumbass. <laughs> like, it's, and then like, and she goes, well, I got to cancel production on the ocean walker now. Like, Oh, it's not deep anymore. It's like really interesting how all the various things that are involved with her come to head. And I think it's also the episode. It might be the episode before that, where uh, they think the mole is, uh, they find out the mole is actually Tobias in the mole suit. And he's just smashing through the fake city in front of the Japanese investors. That one's great. Oh, yeah. God. Yeah, that it's just, fantastic. it's the best arc. And if I had to choose an episode from that arc, it's the, it's the culmination of it. That's why I'm doing that one. I, that those, the arcs in that show are so good. Like I thought yeah. about it. Somebody I, just said, I would have picked a season for an episode. <laughs> like, yeah, like the I mean, whole season. Yeah. Oh no. He said, I would have picked a season four. Episode. Oh, a season four what? episode. What? I misread that. Eh, I mean, That's gotta be a joke. I no. mean, season four, is not as good. Wowie as, zowie. I like, I like it. You just got pranked. <laughs> <laughs> I like it, but it's not nearly as good as the first three. I, yeah. I mean, season four. There's fun stuff in there. <laughs> yeah. I think come help daddy get his rocks off when he's dressed <laughs> like thing trying to go to his daughter. <laughs> Terry Crews as Herbert Love is fucking great. Yeah. Yeah. That, he's just so, so openly just up like like for sale. The, the, uh, <laughs> the, the, the thread of, of Anne being so so bland and bland when uh the oh, my favorite line is her like oh this is certain he goes he goes what is she funny what or is something? she funny or something <laughs> like when will arnett delivers that line it's so perfect and then they yeah. do that i think they do that joke two more times and then at one point they go so that's your girlfriend he goes yeah and michael sarah goes she's really funny like already yeah. ahead of the, like, the joke <laughs> so good but uh yeah that's that's my pick ocean the ocean walker season three episode six all right that's a good there pick my last pick I don't know if this show has come up on any of these episodes yet, but my last pick is an episode of Parks and Recreation called Lil Sebastian. (laughs) Yes. The season three finale, (laughs) Lil Sebastian dies. 
Oh, everyone's so emotional. Ron <laughs> Ron Swanson has this great line where he says, uh, when I saw the flag was at half-mast, I thought, sweet, another bureaucrat ate it. <laughs> half-mast is too high. Show some respect. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone is bent out of shape about little Sebastian. Now, is that does he say, I've cried twice in my life? Yeah, Once yeah. When my... <laughs> Well, it was like his father shot uh, him in the foot. I've cried twice in my life. Once when I was seven and I was hit by a school bus. <laughs> and again, when I found out little Sebastian died. Oh. Detlef Shrimp is on the episode. Oh, the Detlef Shrimp thread is so good. Gene Ralphio, Ralphio yeah. uh, starts that production company. Worldwide Productions. Worldwide Productions to do uh, little Sebastian's like uh, ceremony for yeah. like passing. And they do that clip at the end where they're like selling this this business and they're like we got Detlef Shrimp on retainer he yeah, he's just hanging out he's just he, hanging out he goes to do a layup and Detlef Shrimp just like swats it out of the air um, is that that's um, is, it, is this the one with the song too yeah like, bye 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 bye, 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 bye little, little Sebastian. Sebastian I have YouTube. I miss that you song. In the, we miss you in, in the, the saddest, saddest fashion <laughs> your 10,000 candles yeah. in the wind because it's 10,000 times yeah. Oh, yeah. she says okay. write a song 5,000 times better than candle in the wind <laughs> and he goes, what's what's 5,000 times more than one candle in the wind? 5,000 <laughs> candles in the wind. It's, that is a ri- Like, I own a Goodbye Lil Sebastian t-shirt. That's like, good. I actually such have a, a great like, storyline. It's like the little, it's a black, and then it's got like the Parks and Rec on the back. Yeah. But like, I love that episode that, like, that's a really good episode. Yeah, I was, I couldn't, at first couldn't decide between that and the Harvest Festival yeah. episode, which that's is where we one. first see Lil Sebastian, yes. yeah. I and, believe. That's where she and Ben Wyatt like hook up for the yeah, first time yeah. too. And how uh, perfect of a mascot for a tiny little town than like a, just a tiny horse. Like yeah. that's just like they're all yeah. like the community just <laughs> I love that. It's but, so but accurate. How, how innocuously insane it is too that everybody's yeah. obsessed with this. Yeah, thing. Like, like, like to a level yeah. that's like okay. Yeah. So that like there's a scene right after everyone finds out he dies where they're trying to do a moment of silence. And the janitor just walks through listening to Man, I Feel Like a Woman <laughs> on his, like, fucking hip radio. <laughs> it's so fucking funny. Yeah, oh, it's, so good. uh, God, it, that, you know what? The, I don't think there's a show, maybe Community, but a show that rebounded from a mediocre first season better yeah. than Parks Community and Rec. Community for sure. Parks and Rec for sure. Actually, me and Vess were just talking about that. And the other one, Marin, I think. I think Marin's first season was very... Kind of. This is not related yeah, was, to this at all. But we're I think, world building. In yeah, we're building. Uh, it's yeah. The first season is just his bits in the show, and well, then it becomes like, oh, I know how to write a TV show yeah. now. With Parks and Rec, they just tried to recreate The Office. Yeah, yeah. And then after a while, That's, they were like, yeah. we can't, we can't, it's we got to be do something else. Yeah. And then with um, Joe Mande ended Joe up being Mandy, like yeah. the head writer or something like that, and really, yeah, really kind of pulled Joe it Mandy up. Harris Whittle, and they lost Chelsea Peretti after the first season. Yeah, too, so. yeah, yeah. But it was like that show is so strong. Like th- there are certain touchstone episodes that stick i think like the office wedding yeah the wedding episode of the office almost made my list and that also should have been where the office ended yeah like that yeah, should have been the final episode of the office uh it would have really i think uh finalized it out there but parks and rec that episode everything about it is good yeah yeah, yeah i watched it again today it's such a great episode so that is uh, that's my last pick. Boom! We so did now, it, guys. now we got to start cutting shit. Yeah. Right. Oh yeah, we got to do that whole part. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, All right. Here we go. I'm going to put the list up nice and big. Ooh, I love you that. like that stanky list, nice mm. and big, ladies. I like when the list is really big. Oh. All right. It's time for the list. The <laughs> list in your head, though. Here, Jeff Bay, you're going to talk about his list. List, what's going on over there, Jeff Bay? Nothing like that. Got to make some rock hard cuts. Oh, right. He doesn't pull any punches, but he'll give you some. Huh. Oh, that's right. I'm going to knock something out here. Um, what's I, your first um, cut? Honestly, I'm I'm gonna uh, I'm I'm gonna pull uh, BoJack Horseman. Fair enough. Uh, not that I <laughs> not that I dislike the series. It's even of the animated stuff we have on here. It's at the bottom. It's mm. uh, I wouldn't put it up there. It's it's not bad show. I, I like it. I enjoy it. Um, but I just don't think it's necessarily strong enough to stay on. That's fair. I mean, you haven't seen that episode. That's but, true. That's but. another. That's another. That's another point. <laughs> that's I did a very not see fair because that. that's how most of my cuts are going to go. Is yeah. I sorry, I haven't seen it. <laughs> oh, this means we're going to have to go with. Is it Jennifer that gets the the save? Oh yeah, Jennifer gets the save. Yeah. yeah. All right, Kevin. What is your first cut? Um, I'm gonna go with. Uh, let's go. I'm gonna go with uh, Married with Children. You better shop around parts wow. one and two. <gasps> Because it's before my time, and I'm a whiny millennial, and everything revolves around fuck me. Fuck you. <laughs> wow. I know you said it was fair that I cut yours, but fuck you. <laughs> you should see that episode, though. It's really I'll watch great. it. Yeah. It is really great. Yeah. I am going to cut... I got to cut that Arrested Development episode. Yeah. It's not my favorite. I was going to cut it. Yeah. No, I don't, I don't, I don't know actually what I'm going to re- cut. I don't remember it that yeah. well among... I think- all the Arrested Development episodes. I think a different Arrested Development episode. Which ones episode would you guys would have, have cho- chosen? I would have to like research what happens in each episode, but yeah, there are yeah. some. That, that was part of the reason for the... I, I was like, oh, I, that, that was an arc I liked. If I have to do another one, I'll do that. And then I didn't really look at any yeah. others. The Hermano thread, I thought, was Hermano, really good. Yeah, like, I was thinking the Marta was Complex good. was another one yeah. I was thinking of doing, where they're all trying to get... Yeah, that's a great that's a great arc. But, you know, last minute, last minute, throw it in there. Um, sorry, Adam, but I gotta cut the ventriloquist dummy. Yeah, it's that makes that was that was a sentimental. I pick did like for Tales me. from yeah. the Crypt though because it went yeah. from HBO and then they did Late Night Fox bought. Um, oh the yeah, that's to right. Too, yeah. And I used to watch those as well. Yeah, I, I I I understand that that cut. I just wanted to to give some. Give some love. Give some yeah. love to that give, nasty give some love. Oh yeah. Well, let's talk to the Crypt Keeper here. Crypt Keeper, what's the dustiest part of your body? <laughs> <laughs> You ever bowed anything? Okay, never mind. <laughs> I'm gonna go down. Time for a boning. <laughs> in the bone zone with the Crypt Keeper here on the list cast. All uh, right, my next cut. Um, let's see. There's, I mean, it's, it's. I, I have no reason other than I haven't seen it, so I'm sorry. But I'm gonna cut uh, the Sherlock episode. What the? Uh, f- <laughs> is that is that something that I shouldn't have done? <laughs> I mean, this you have is, a record scratch. I'm gonna cut South Park trapped in the closet. <laughs> I was right. gonna do that too. Fair point. Cut Sherlock. You what am I? While uh, while Jen's figuring that out, I gotta pee. <laughs> All right, really. Bad. Yeah. So we're who, trying every combination. Who is here. it that's doing the the save? Jennifer. What's her last name? Uh, what you? <laughs> he's. I don't know. And he just takes off. <laughs> okay. So yeah. The what we have cut is we uh, cut trapped in the closet. We yeah, cut uh, married with children. Bojack arrested and tales from the crypt. So now we have to wait for Jennifer to tell us what to save. Uh, Bojack Horseman, you, Married with Children, Arrested Development, Tales from the Crypt, Sherlock, or South Park. Is Jennifer still out there? Let's hope. 
she and is still out there. Adam, while we're waiting to see if she's still out there, I'd like to give you a little insight behind my thought process. Every episode that you picked that I've seen, I fucking love and would never cut. So it was between the Americans and Sherlock, and I just went with the one I looked at first. I understand. <laughs> I understand. It happens. Um, yeah, I'm going to start on the poll, hopefully. Or no, I can't. Because, because we, gotta, we to. don't know what's going to be uh, saved. Is she out there? Who was, on, who was the one that was on deck if Jennifer was not watching? Didn't we have a, a follow-up? I can't remember. I, I don't believe so. What happened? We're trying to think if Jennifer does not uh, resurface, uh, who would be doing the save in the comments? Uh, give it to Paul May. Oh, no, there oh, she is. There she, she is, right. Jennifer Fendel. She's saving Sherlock. Hey, save oh. Sherlock. I, also do, I also messaged her from my phone while we were doing that. I was like, yo, I'm going to do this, but save it so Adam doesn't hate me. <laughs> I don't believe you. Send, send <laughs> you should picks. not. Send pics. <laughs> Yo, if you save this, okay. Uh, cool. So we've got uh, a lot of sycophantic the... saving there. A lot of people that just really like Adam. Why do you always say that? Because I don't. Everyone loves you. And Here's you make the good thing, choices. though. I don't always win. Know, you don't. So then, when you say that, it just kind of makes it like you're implying that I don't have decent ideas or don't make ideas. good arguments. When I think what's really happening is I just make the best arguments. Nice. Um, all right. I am going to put the up. put the poll up. Talk amongst yourselves. See what you think is going to win. Question. Honorable mentions. Honorable mentions. What did you have that was an honorable mention for you? Well, now that you bring it up, Marta Complex from Arrested <laughs> Development. Absolutely. Oh, <laughs> that's a good one. Uh, let's see here. I mean, the thing is, yeah, the, there was like a Sopranos episode. I think it was the college episode. That hadn't been done before. The right? one where he goes to Maine? Yeah. And he, and and he the, like chokes the guy out. That's but a he, good like one. under the guise of taking Meadow around to, to see college. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which, I, uh, which I, I love that episode. I thought I saw a Sopranos episode get picked before. I don't remember if it was that episode. So I just went with. Yeah, uh, Mementatory. Me, me, was it Memento Mori or something like that? I forget. It was, it was really good. Oh, yeah. The one that was on. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but the college one, I think, was that was a crazy episode. Uh, Whoa, well, Matthew L. Sesser says, we don't love Adam. We just hate you. <laughs> Fuck you, Matt. Jeff, is that kind of... This is the first time I've been on an Unpops show with you. Is this kind of the vibe of the... Fa like, are you kind of the bad boy? <laughs> that I am to other hosts. Really? A lot of antagonistic comments from other hosts. Interesting. We'll definitely have to get you on my podcast soon. Uh, yeah. <laughs> there it is. Um... Honorable mentions for me, Batman the Animated Series almost got him. Yes. Uh, so good. And it, there's actually a Justice League Unlimited episode where uh, it's basically Solomon Grundy comes back and he's like a huge mess. Mm -hmm. And uh, and that one, that one's a, like a, a hot, a hot puller. And then the um, the Blitz and Chits, Crumbopolis Michael. Um, God, that's... That to me, even though it's not my, f like the one I like to watch the The Jerry most, Daycare one. Yeah. Every aspect of that is absolutely perfect. This like, guy's taking Roy off the grid. <laughs> yeah, like the like Roy. How great is Roy? Roy is so funny. Uh, number one, the, the the whole Roy bit. Crumbopolis Michael being Alan Tudyk. He's I just love killing. Uh, here we go, yeah, killing yeah, again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like he's like, well, I'm an assassin. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm an assassin. I'll kill anybody, women, <sighs> children. It doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. And uh, uh, I'm an assassin. Your grandpa sells me guns. <laughs> and uh, and just like that um, is a, that is a very but, good episode. But the Jermaine Clement like. Yeah. Cloud, like the, 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 the fourth the, dimensional being. 
The fart uh, that they just call him fart. Yeah, yeah. He's like uh, he makes the guy yeah. realize his marriage is a flaw, like a lie. Yeah, and like, kill himself while and, he's flying. And like when he goes to save a life, it, like the highest body count in Rick and Morty history, <laughs> yes. because he tries to save a life. But then it's fucking brutal because at the end he has to sh- he has to fucking kill. Yeah, because he's gonna like I'm gonna come back and cleanse. Yeah, I'm, I'm your gonna universe. cleanse all carbon based life. I think it was or whatever. Yeah, you know, yeah. Just, and then Rick and Morty's just like, oh my god, and so he has to murder him yeah. while he's singing him a. Song. And all those, yeah, and he's doing, uh, he's doing like a like a perfect like flight of the Concordsy, Jermaine Clement song but with a little Bowie too, a little well, bit yeah, of Bowie. It was there. very, the it was Bowie very the. Song. I almost did the Bowie episode flight of, of flight of the Concords. Yes. Oh, that's Bowie's a show I didn't space. even think about putting an episode of that show because I haven't watched it in so long. I fucking loved that. Yeah, show. I almost did the Bowie episode. The first of season that. of Flight of the Concords is so good. Yeah. Oh. All the media junkies with their flunky bunky. <laughs> all right, the poll is up. They call me the hip hop apotamus. Flows that flow like flows that go like phosphorus yeah. popping off the top of this esophagus and rocking this metropolis like bars. Yeah. <laughs> that is bars. <laughs> they call me the hip hop apotamus. My lyrics are bottomless. <laughs> yeah, that's the best part. <laughs> Backs off. So good. When I when I picked him up, I picked him up in an Uber in 2014, Ooh. and I was listening to. Uh, a Pandora station where his music sometimes. Oh, right. Wait, comes which up. one did you pick up, Brett or uh, uh, I picked Jermaine. up uh, Jermaine. Oh, okay. He was in town to promote what we do in the shadows, uh-huh. and so he told me about it like face to face. Ish, yeah. it's like you're gonna love this movie, man. <laughs> you're gonna love it. <laughs> it's, it's pretty gr- funky. Movie. It's pretty funky. Um, Bowies and space. Bowies. Yeah, like they do in that episode. <laughs> that is a very good. They do such a good impression of how to do a Bowie song. Yeah, it's so good. Oh God. Do you go through several ch- changes? Yes. <laughs> and the one where he's like, watch out for the table, David Bowie. And he like backs into the table. <laughs> like the dream Bowie wrecks the fucking... Oh, or so what's that? I can't remember. What's the genre that they parody in the uh, uh, the one where he goes, I'm going to make a boom like a gun like that oh, one? Oh, yeah. Like, what's um, that genre called? Because that is boom. such a funny boom. Like tell a, you, yeah, boom, boom. boom. You order a like, fancy boom. boom. You like boom. I like boom. <laughs> Enough <laughs> small boom. Let's boom the boom. boom. Uh, that, that whole like bit is so like just everything about that song is such a great parody the, um, so good their song the uh, if you want me to oh, I would yeah, lay it down with you. you like that is one of my favorite songs if that's what you're into me and you get nude <laughs> with some food and two dudes or whatever <laughs> the fuck it is oh my god then maybe later we get hot by the refrigerator so good someone in the comments just said where's the poll Fucking uh, refresh it's, the page. It's, it's on there, and there are many votes already. Yeah, there are a lot of votes. The, There's many votes, Brett. I can't there are many. I forgot to vote. I'm really oh, yeah, surprised that for... Rick and Morty episode's doing as well. I'm not. It's fantastic. It I mean, I'm not surprised Jurassic Bark's up there, considering yeah, that really. was like, that was uh, that's what the people wanted. Lil Sebastian, though, I'm glad that's up there, because that is great. Yeah. Let's see. Adam, where's, I don't see it. There it is. It's right on the page. I know. I know. It's I was right on the page. I was doing. A, I was doing character work. I know. <laughs> I feel like. I feel like. That's I've, right, Brett. I feel like I legitimately upset you when I deleted Sherlock. I'm really sorry. Oh about no, that. that's fine. I knew it would get. I knew it would get saved. Yeah. Uh, Wait, you I were did, texting her too. You were texting. No, her too? it's definitely the best show that got cut. No, I'm sure it's all. great. I'm sure it's great. So Married with Children uh, was also there. Yeah, it was all right. Yeah, but that episode of Sherlock is pretty amazing. I believe you. And the the show itself. So right now, yeah, Futurama in the lead. No surprise there. Yeah. The, the reason I didn't want to do that, though, even though I'm in love with that episode, is because it feels almost like a cheap win. Yeah. You know? 
Well, I mean, that's going to happen. I did, when I did sequels, I did Empire Strikes Back. I feel like that was cheating. <laughs> no, that's... Okay. No, it's great. That's what I would have done. No, it's, it's a great one. I, I would go to the map for it, but I was like, it's... Weird how my... my oh, I'm only in third so far. Is that because now everyone <laughs> on the podcast hates me, or... This must be what it is. Yeah. I hate <laughs> that. Every time I... Oh, well, it's your podcast. I'm going to keep doing it for the, for the remainder of this. <laughs> Every time. <laughs> your podcast. That's why you win. Now, I'm just... Just make good picks. You do uh, make good picks. So we should. Uh, we'll probably let, let's leave this up for another ninety seconds. You've got ninety seconds. Let the people... Sherlock and uh, uh, oh, let's see. Look, there's there's some been some uh, it's been some changes. Here we go. go on to the online hyphen stopwatch dot com. Yeah, we're uh, at, we we have started counting down. Uh, yes. Yeah, make sure you go to online hyphen stopwatch dot com for all your online hyphen stopwatch. Are they an official yeah. sponsor? <laughs> they are the official online hyphen stopwatch sponsor <laughs> of the Unpopular Opinion Network. Love it. Was it Travis Clark said? I'm more of a backslash stopwatch. <laughs> I'm an Son underscore. Travis is great. Have you guys Always. had Kenny Boots on this podcast yet? Mm, no. <laughs> Who's that? Uh, it's, uh, it's Travis's... Travis. Uh, Can of Boots. <laughs> He's really into moon conspiracies and baking. <laughs> it's this whole thing. Sounds great. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah look him up. Hit him up. Hit him up on Facebook. No. Okay. <laughs> Be your own man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. 30, 40 more seconds of, of voting left. What's going on in the comments? Yeah. Who knows? Somebody earlier, I missed the comment because uh, I was we were in the middle of a heated debate, but I, I saw the beginning of a comment that said, Kevin, you seem like a nice guy, but... So I can only imagine somebody out there really likes me. Yeah. <laughs> so I wonder how many people couldn't vote for Jurassic Bark just because it was a Jeff May pick. Ooh. Ooh. I mean, it's what still... What the fuck? <laughs> like, what? What is, what is this? Are they that tied know. into Chet's decay that because I rib him every once in a while, they're like, this guy's a bad guy? Mm. Or you bought, you bit into the Kerry Martin poison? Like, where the fuck is that a thing? <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. Why is everyone coming at me? <laughs> I tell, I'll, I'll do it. I'll declare a moratorium. I'll tell people. No, keep it. Keep My it. network, they'll I'll fucking do. stop if I say stop. <laughs> let, them, let them keep doing all that hack material. Yeah. All right. So we just refreshed the screen. Is Sherlock tied with Rick and Morty right now? Is that, is that what's going on? Uh, I think so. No. Yeah, 13 plus 3 and 14 plus 2. Is that right? Oh, yeah. It looks like it. I'm uh, just glad I got up there. <laughs> so what do we got? Number five, Breaking Bad, Ozamandias. Great episode. Which that's, that makes sense. That that deserves it. Rick and Morty, Rick's D-Minutes is number four. Great episode. Sherlock, the Reichenbach Fall, number three. Number two, Parks and Recreation, Lil Sebastian. Yeah. I'm into that. I'm glad that. Yeah, I, I'm going to support the shit out of that. Did such a good showing, yeah. And number one, everyone uh, had to see this coming, Futurama, Jurassic, Jurassic Bark. Bark. There it so is. So there you we guys, are. There you go. <laughs> Joke's on you all. I hate that show. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what's weird? Raquel, when she was living in Brazil, like needed, like that was her American, she had all the DVDs. Yeah. So that was her like connection to America. Was so Futurama? She, she watched Futurama over and over and over again. She knows every line of every episode. Oh, man. You start an episode, she can fucking nail it. Nice. It's like kind of disturbing, actually. Like it's <laughs> nice, but it's also like, what the fuck is wrong yeah. with you? Like, I understand that. It's like six seasons. Like, Yeah. So uh, this was good. We're doing this one more time next week. Yeah. Oh, the 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 the, uh, the fifth fifth version of all the best TV episodes. Fourth, fourth. 
And then uh, at the end of that, we'll have a list of 20. And we'll probably put that up on the website and just let yeah, people just vote. Nice. And we'll uh, we'll send it out into the world, the 20 best TV shows of all time, as decided like by us <laughs> and our listeners. Do you and, know who's on the next episode of uh, I don't know Games? yet. I haven't hmm. decided. I don't know if I should have people back who've... Uh, I don't think you should put people back. Yeah. You it would be like, good to have an impartial the judge Everyone should in. have like a... Yeah. Like a only one. Need episode. to get some women on one of these episodes. Been all dudes. Where's Gritton? Uh I asked She's her. Tap she dancing. Has, <laughs> is, so is she tap dancing every Wednesday night <laughs> no, now? So I, I hope not. I don't think so. So we can't we'll do see. It. maybe we'll get Vanessa on next week and someone else. I don't know. Jeff, you'll be the other woman on. <laughs> I don't follow. <laughs> yeah. What does that mean? Yo, right here. I got you. Uh, Thanks. We high five. I just want someone to like me. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> So this was a lot of fun. This was a good was one. Um, what do we have? Do we have anything to plug before we get out of here? Uh, where, where are we starting? Where are we starting? Sorry, Jeff, what? me. Jeff, go for it. Jeez, uh, you can find me. Uh, you can find me April twenty four, uh, April fourteenth at uh, Mint on Card. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> best show in the game. That's for all ages. Nice. Mm. Does anybody have any best NC-17 shows that they're promoting? I have The Darkest Hour, which is at 11.30 p.m. that same night. So go to Jeff's show, then drive to Santa Monica and come to my show. There's plenty of time in between to do both. Right. It's very true. There's there's enough time that you could go to Jeff's show, go get a nice dinner, eat somewhere, come to Santa Monica, see my show. You could could eat at the food truck. You could even loiter a bit in Santa Monica before the show. You could wander about and plug your wares. You you can see bad improv (laughs) at the uh, West Side Comedy. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Yes, and... I guess for... Are you going to do more plugs? Oh, the only other thing I have is April 5th. I'm at the Venice Underground show. Oh, Bronson's show? Yeah. Oh, great. That's an awesome show. Should be good times. Cool. Uh, I uh, just bleak and review podcast. Just go to that. Adam's been on it. It's a fun time. Uh, And then, yeah, if I have have dates, KB Anderson, yo, on Twitter and Instagram. Go to those. All right. This was a lot of fun. This was, was fun. So much fun. I had a fun time. Yeah. Nothing like three white dudes just throwing it down about TV. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Dropping the wokest episodes yes. of TV. Yes. Yeah. Jeff, say goodbye. You get the Kevin Anderson rookie card, everybody. <laughs> He's Jeff Midtown. Look at them glasses, folks. Kevin, say goodbye. Well, Jeff Bayziger over there coming at me hard on the 9 o'clock hour here on the Listcast. <laughs> Adam Dobb Brown, what do you got to tell the people? <laughs> goodbye, everybody. We love you. <laughs> <laughs> Phew.